can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back to another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido. The Celtics lose 106-96 to the 76ers. And the storyline of today's game is turnovers. Uh, Celtics committed 20 turnovers and ultimately lost this game themselves. Uh, Did not look good tonight offensively. Defensively, not a terrible night. But the Celtics lose fall below 500 once again and i'm gonna follow today's podcast same as usual go through player of the game uh go through some positives uh and then go through a lot of negatives and really what we're looking at kind of moving forward and every day things kind of change evan fournier got put into the health and safety protocols once again uh still not really sure if he has it or if it was just you know a false negative or what so waiting to hear back news on that uh, to get started do want to give player of the game to one of the only players that had a solid defensive game and it's Marcus Smart realistically the the whole team struggled tonight offensively defensively it just wasn't a good game uh, Marcus Smart made a couple of really good plays defensively, bodied Simmons a couple times down low, uh, had actually a couple really good possessions against Tobias Harris. Uh, so again, just continuing to put up solid defensive minutes. Uh, tonight also on the offensive side wasn't terrible. Uh, shot four or nine. Uh, only one of three from three, so didn't take a ton of shots. Did have one that was... Kind of sporadic and probably not called for. But he was also the only guy in the Celtics that really drove to the lane and tried to get to the free throw line. Led the team with free throw attempts, 5 of 7 tonight. Uh, Overall, again, it's not a fantastic performance. But then again, nobody really had one of those. Uh, So, Marcus Smart, player of the game. Really, the other guy that played fairly well tonight was Luke Cornett. Uh, And yes, he wasn't fantastic against Embiid. But compared to Time Lord, uh, he actually played pretty well. Uh, Was probably the best big out there tonight for the Celtics. Uh, Put up decent numbers. Six points on two of three shooting. Had a couple of great assists uh, in the pick and pop game. Or a couple, I guess, great screens that led to shots. We'll give him a screen assist on some of them. But uh, also had three blocks. A couple of of really solid defensive stands for Luke Cornett. Uh, Again, that's pretty much where the the positives of today end. Uh, Overall, it's it's a tough outing. We saw, we saw Jason Tatum have his moments uh, where he looked pretty good offensively. Uh, started off pretty terrible, 0 for 4 in the first. Uh, only had 5 points at the half. Uh, then put up 10 points in the third. 
and then five in the fourth. Uh, so overall, you know, still struggling from three. Only shot three of ten tonight, and it's it's tough because the Celtics as a team started off hot as can be from three. Uh, started the game five of nine from three. That was really the only thing that kept us alive that first quarter. Uh, ultimately, we were down 25-24 at the end of the first. Uh, but the Celtics just kind of shot themselves. Seven turnovers in the first quarter. Joel Embiid had 12 points. Uh, and realistically, like the only reason that the Celtics were even in that race after the first quarter was because of our three-point shooting. And it kind of died down from there. Uh, so that's, you know, that's where we're going to end the positive part. Honestly, it's kind of sucks. JB started off pretty hot, had, you know, a pretty solid first quarter, eight points in the first, but then only had two points in the second, zero points in the third. So it's, again, it's just tough to put together a game and just not have consistent scoring from your guys. Uh, did end the game with 17, so he put up seven in the fourth. But at this point, again, like I've been saying all season long, and like everyone's been saying, the Celtics just dig themselves in too big of a hole, and it's impossible to climb out of, uh, especially against a, a really, really good 76ers team. So that's where we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the first half here. I want to dive into some of the negatives, and that's you know a lot of today's game. Uh, before we do so, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is all Venture Greens Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15, that's CelticsTake15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, let's dive into some of the negatives here. And as I mentioned earlier, the storyline of today's loss is turnovers. Celtics ended the game with 22 turnovers. And the part that sucks most about that is a lot of it wasn't forced. Uh, And it led to a lot of points off of turnovers for Philly. Uh, And, you know, it's going to be tough to lose a game like that. Like they had 21 points off of turnovers in a game where we lost by 10. So let that sink in. 21 points off turnovers, we lost by 10. That right there is the storyline. But again, like I mentioned, a lot of it was not forced. Like the Celtics were just making poor plays. Uh, And it wasn't just, you know, us trying to make stuff happen and Philly making good plays. Like, if you look up and down, this whole team had some bad turnovers. Tatum, three turnovers. Time Lord, three turnovers. Kemba, one turnover. Smart, six. 
JB, 3. Grant, 2. Pritchard, 1. Langford, 1. Like, it's, it's just tough. It's not a good look for the Celtics. And when you look up and down, you know, we just struggled getting to our spots. You know, the Celtics relied too heavily on, you know, moving the ball, just not to the rim. And it's gonna it's gonna hurt teams. Like we had if you look at the last the last four, five, even six games, I guess you can go back to and say, like the Celtics were, I believe, fourth in the NBA in three point attempts. Uh some of the games we were upwards of I think it was fifty four three point attempts last game. Tonight only ended with thirty four. And a lot of it was because the Celtics just refused to drive to the lane. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, Joel Embiid is just a massive, unbelievable MVP candidate. And people are just scared to drive. But the fact of the matter is, like, that's how the Celtics, that's the blueprint of the Celtics team. You need to drive and dish. And that's the reason our offensive rating has been fantastic the last couple games. Tonight was not that case. Like we scored 96 points and had a ton of turnovers. A lot of it, like the 76ers are long. It, yes, it's going to be harder to get to the lane. Yes, it's going to be harder to try and initiate offense. But our offense is initiated by driving. Driving and dishing. You know, tonight we just didn't move the ball well. Now, I've talked about the stat over and over, but the Celtics record when we record 26 plus assists is like drastically better than when we don't like it's not even it's not even close to comparable and tonight we ended with 19 the ball was not moving when we tried to drive we turned it over and that's a recipe for disaster against the 76ers team they capitalize their entire team is super long all their starters are very tall, very athletic, and can do damage to you in transition. They get in the passing lanes. When they get in the passing lanes, they run. You know, Joel Embiid is another reason that the Celtics just got absolutely torched tonight. And it's kind of been the same case every single time we play him. But tonight, Joel Embiid's stat line, 35 points, 6 rebounds, an assist, a block, but he got to the line 16 of 20. He got to the line 20 times. The Celtics as a team went to the line 18 times. Which again, as a team, I, like, I would like to be over 20. Overall, we shot really well from the line though. 16 of 18. It's one of our higher percentage shooting nights from the line. But... You cannot let up 40 free throw attempts for the 76ers. Again, and you can look at this stat line too. Like 29 made free throws for versus our 16. So there's 21 points off of turnovers. And there's a 13 point differential on free throws made. Again, like it's not a, it's not a bad number to lose by like losing by 10 is not terrible in a game where those stats are also applicable 
But having those stats be applicable is terrible. Like, it just shouldn't happen. And it sucks because the Celtics were on a very good stretch of games. And we just couldn't pull it together. The offense looked a lot better with Fournier. And tonight you saw Fournier get ruled out because of health and safety protocols. Uh, And I know I mentioned it earlier. Like, we still don't really know what happened with it yet if it's just a like contact tracing or if he actually has it or it could just be a false positive like we just we don't know brad did mention earlier that he's not expecting fournier to play at all this week so with that being said i'm kind of assuming that he has covid and we're just kind of here praying at this point that it's not serious but this is not what the Celtics need. Like we had this seven game home stretch that was kind of pivotal, pivotal. I don't know why I struggle so hard with that word pivotal uh, at this point of the season. And it's, it's tough because right now we're not winning in those seven games. We're two and three. And now we have a back to back against the Knicks, a really good team. No Fournier and no Kemba. This was probably Fournier's chance to get his first start in a Celtics uniform with Kemba being out in the back-to-back. And now that's not happening. So that part sucks. Like this is that just made this game a lot harder. And it's gonna you're gonna have to rely very heavily on Tatum and Brown. And this is probably going to be a game where Marcus Smart needs to take shots now. And that's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. So it's tough. This is, you know, the spot that we're put in. It feels like over and over. Uh, and I saw I saw something earlier. I saw a stat earlier that the Celtics are by far the most heavily impacted by this COVID pandemic. And I believe it was like up until today, it was 134 player days that the Celtics have missed due to the health and safety protocols, which is 20 more games or 20 more days than the second most team. And we have more than... I want to say it was 10 teams combined. So the Celtics are just, they've been struggling with this all season long. I don't know if it's the Celtics just don't give a shit about the protocols and just do what they want, or we're just extremely unlucky. But either scenario, like we just do not have the players, we do not have the continuity to get any rhythm going. And it's absolutely killing this season. It's killing this season. So those that 134 player days does not take into account all of the time that Kemba missed in the beginning of the season because of the injury. All of the games that he's missed because of back-to-backs. It doesn't take into account that Romeo missed the first 50 games of the season. It doesn't take into account all of the time that Tatum and Brown missed due to injuries. So it's just, it's impossible. It's impossible to get any sort of rhythm going. 
And as a Celtics fan, it's it's just tough to watch because this team is so much more talented than the record that they're putting out here on a daily basis. And that part is just brutal to watch. You know, I do want to talk about kind of where the Celtics go at this point. And I want to talk about tomorrow. Because like right now, we saw we saw pretty decent minutes tonight or a decent amount of minutes from Romeo. So up his minutes to 14 tonight. And overall looked okay. Like looked solid. Defensively, great. Had a couple of couple of really nice plays defensively. Uh, had a nice steal. Ended up getting a layup in transition after one of the, the Time Lord offensive rebounds. Um, and or uh, off uh, blocks, not offensive rebounds. Uh, but overall, I mean, he's played solid and he can be a, a pretty big contributor. And honestly, at this point, we're really going to need something. Tomorrow's lineup, from what I'm just gathering based on the rest of the season, we're obviously going to see Smart, JB, Tatum, Time Lord. My guess is that they throw in a guy like Grant just because he's, you know, realistically one of the only other players on this team that has any experience starting. Uh, So my guess is that they go with a guy like Grant and then you have players like Romeo, uh, Cornette coming off the bench. Uh, We don't know if Thompson's going to be back or not tomorrow. It's possible, so that might switch things up. I I still don't think that they're going to go double big in that sense and go with Time Lord and Thompson. That to me doesn't make a ton of sense. Uh, so I'm still I. That's my guess as far as the lineup for tomorrow. With that being said, we're going to need everything we can get as far as offense, as far as defense, because this Knicks team is good. So Romeo could see some pretty good minutes tomorrow. Um, and if that's the case, again, we're going to, we're still going to have to rely on him to kind of show more of his offensive set. And it's something we haven't seen a ton of, you know, realistically in his, in his career. In high school, he was one of like the best offensive players in his draft class and, or in his recruiting class. And then same thing in college. And we kind of drafted him knowing that offensively he was really good. And then he came into the league and kind of lit it up defensively, but hasn't shown a ton on offense. He's a, he's a, he's athletic. He's got a seven foot wingspan. He's a tall kid, fast, smart, cuts well, but we still haven't seen him do a ton offensively. And that's kind of that's what I'm looking for the rest of these the rest of the games. You know, for the next 20 games or whatever's left in this season, like that's one of the keys that the Celtics need to figure out if they can rely on him to do anything offensively. So, that's where we're going to wrap things up. Honestly, I'm going to I'm going to keep today short. This is a frustrating loss. Uh the Celtics just they need to be healthy. They need to get healthy. They need to start working together as a team. And that's realistically the downfall of this season. It's lack of continuity. 
there's really not much you can do around it. So that's where we're going to wrap up. If you haven't followed me on Twitter, make sure to do so at NBA Celtics guy. Uh, seriously would very much appreciate uh, you to rate, review, subscribe, do a written review on the podcast. That's how more people will get to hear this podcast. Uh, we'll start to get more guests in uh, and start to build this podcast. So any help, really appreciated. Uh, but for now, enjoy the night. Try to put this one in the rear view. And hopefully Celtics can bounce back against the Knicks tomorrow and we will talk soon. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it now. I can't help it now. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic.